If you like compassion, excuses, and heartwarming messages, you have clicked on the wrong link. There's a new sports voice in Toronto. The smooth-talking, roughnecking Mike Roach, where sports life and truth collide. New sports entertainment for the next generation. Something different. No bias and no BS. This is the Mike Roach Podcast. Subscribe to the Mike Roach Podcast on Spotify and Apple Podcast. And remember to follow Mike on Instagram at MikeRoach7. What is going on, people? Welcome to another episode of the Mike Roach Podcast, where sports and truth collide. And folks, this is just a review of the Raptors and Spurs. Well, it was an actual beatdown. It was 122-99 San Antonio Spurs. And first of all, I'm happy we're almost in the all-star break. Give us guys in the media, some players, whoever else is working in sports, a little time to rest, specifically in the NBA. You know who didn't get any rest yesterday? The Toronto Raptors. They really didn't. And and listen, folks, I want to say this. Because I mentioned they did play against the San Antonio Spurs. Victor Wembenyama. I mean, I have been on the court of Scotiabank Arena for a decade. I have never seen a man that tall. I've seen some tall dudes. But as tall as Victor Wembenyama, this was different. This was this was different species-like. This guy looks like a cartoon character, to be honest with you. Doesn't even look real. He can dunk without jumping. I mean, that's, it's it's comical. It's comical. It's absolutely crazy to see a guy that long being able to move and play the way he does. It is unbelievable, but... Let me tell you something right now. The Raptors were absolutely humbled against the San Antonio Spurs on Monday night. Yes. Victor Wembenyama was that dude. So we got a few things that we need to discuss right now. And obviously the beatdown's one of them. Wembenyama specifically is another. Where the hell is Chris Boucher? Where the hell is Chris Boucher? What is going on here? What is going on? We'll discuss that just a little bit. And then we got to talk about one Scotty Barnes. We got to talk a little bit about Scotty Barnes because we're seeing some things and some things specific that we did not like at the end of the game against the San Antonio Spurs. I understand people can get frustrated, but he did something that rubbed people the wrong way in this city, including me. Does he get a pass or not? We will discuss. We will discuss. But the first thing that we need to speak about is how the Raptors got destroyed. Absolutely destroyed against the San Antonio Spurs, who are 11 and 43 on the season. I mean, they got their behinds kicked. I mean, I mean, straight right hands, uppercuts, left hooks. 
I mean, they got it all. Jabs. Uh, they, there was just no answer for the Santa, for the Toronto Raptors in this game. I, I, I mean, they had no answers here. I mean, aside from Victor Wembenyama, I mean, San Antonio has some guys who can really play out here. I mean, Devin Vassell was nice. 27 minutes in this game. He had 25 points. He shot 9 of 15 from the field, 5 of 7 from downtown. Six assists in this game, three rebounds, a steal. He can play. He's nice, man. He knows how to play, doesn't waste any dribbles. He's confident when he shoots the ball. This is a nice find from San Antonio. I mean, Vassal is a really good-looking player. I mean, like I mentioned to you, he's really smooth on offense. He could do it. Not terrible on the defensive side either. I mean, the guy can play. It's clear. 29 minutes for Wembenyana, 10 of 14 from the field. 2 of 4 from 3-point range. He had 14 rebounds. 14 rebounds, 5 assists, and 10 blocks. Yes. I said he had 10 blocks. Drop a bomb for Wembenyama, which I don't typically do. I, I typically drop a bomb for people who play for the Raptors and when the Raptors get a win. But this dude had a triple-double off of blocks. You heard me correctly, folks. 27 points, 14 rebounds, and 10 blocks. The first player as a rookie to do it since 1990. A man by the name of one David Robinson. I mean, a spectacular player. To see him pull up from three. From three. You can't really get a hand in his face. I mean... You could challenge him to the best of your ability. But the guy, as I mentioned, he's just unbelievable. And to think that this guy is, what, 20 years old, I would say. Can I check this guy's age right here? Right now, this guy is 20 years old, okay? And just turned 20, by the way. This guy is going to be like eight or nine years away from seeing his prime. And this is what we're looking at right now. If this is what we're looking at now, what is this guy going to be when he's 28 or 29 years old? Still skinny as ever. Still can get pushed around a little bit. And I'm hearing that after the games, he has to eat a ton of food to make sure that the weight stays on. He's so young. He's burning energy like crazy. Unbelievable showing from Victor Wembenyama. Things were out of control from pretty early in this game. I mean, he was intimidating everybody coming into the lane. I did mention to you that he had 10 blocks on the night. Nobody wanted to come in there. Scotty Barnes at one point took it into the lane, went up, got blocked, got the ball back, Tried to go up over him again. He blocked it again. Ball goes back the other way in transition. Dudes look shook out there. Pirtle was getting blocked. Barnes was getting... Everybody coming in there was getting blocked. It's really tough to go up around this guy, man. If 
if you're not going up hard trying to dunk on this dude, if you're going up soft, you're going up weak, nah, man. It ain't going to work. It ain't going to work, man. I'm telling you. Dude's legit on the defensive end. On both ends. That's why this guy is so good. To see what he can do on both ends, trust me, it's something special. Okay, it's something special. San Antonio, as I mentioned, has that depth. Has the depth. Now, I'm not saying these guys are, by any means, should be some all-stars or great players. And when I say depth, I mean, when you think of San Antonio, typically you just think of Victor Wembenyama. But this kid right here, Jeremy So is his name So Soshan Sohan Soshan Sorry Jeremy I'm butchering your name here I really like this kid I really like him Trey Jones is nice as well Keldon Johnson like him Devontae Graham is on this team but I mean doesn't really play that much, but I'm hoping he can find some kind of minutes because he's a different, um, he's a nice baller's robber. Malachi Branham, decent. I'm looking at this team, and yeah, obviously they're going to be an awful team. But there's about four or five youngins on this team that I like a lot. Most notably, obviously, Wembenyama. But Jeremy Shohan, I like Trey Jones and Devin Vassell. Those guys specifically. Really like them. Kellen Johnson. But Jeremy Sosha, he put the clamps. When I'm talking about the clamps, he put the clamps on Scotty Barnes. The clamps. When he was guarding Scotty Barnes, Scotty Barnes went 2 of 14 from the field. Uh-oh. Yes. 2 of 14. Keith, that was horrific, man. Oh, my God. He put the clamps on him. There was a play where Scotty Barnes was trying to bully his way to the basket on Soshan. And Soshan sized him up, bodied him up. And he was playing good defense. He was called for the foul. But when when he got called for that foul, when Barnes was at the basket, Soshan was extra aggressive because Barnes was really coming hard because you could see the frustration there. But Soshan did not back down at all. Bodied him up, stripped him, and then sized him up when Barnes came down after getting fouled. And there was another play in transition. The Raptors, I think, had like a, a two-on-one. And... It was a, a play that was missed at the basket. Barnes ended up getting the rebound. Pump faker two ended up going um, going up for, for a lay-in. And Sohan just swatted that crap. Right out of Barnes's hands. It went back the other way in opposition. Like, he's nice. He's a physical, tough player. Brings a lot of energy. And I really like watching him play because he's like this against everybody he plays against. Really physical dude. Love watching him. He played a team high 30 minutes in this game. And a game high, nobody played. Did anybody on the Raptors play 30 minutes? Well, we had two guys. One guy actually, Pirtle. 
played 30 minutes. Bruce Brown played 31 minutes. But he had a team high for his team. 30 minutes, 7 to 12 from the field. He had six rebounds in this game, two blocks. He was a plus 13 and had 16 points. Really enjoyed watching him. He was a damn good player out there. And I liked watching him. Uh, Next, I mentioned to you that triple-double from Victor Wembenyama. Absolutely unreal. Okay? And I talked to you about this. Guys look shook out there. Guys look shook out there. They were not ready for Wembenyama. They weren't ready. I mean, I know they played against him once this season, very early on. But I mean, Jakob Pertl, 5 of 10 from the field, he had 12 points. Barnes had 7 points on 3 of 15 shooting in 30 minutes. He had 9 rebounds, 9 assists, a steal, and a block. Barrett played 24 minutes in this one. 6 of 10 from the field. He was a minus 30 in this one with 30 points. Olenek looked decent. He was 6 of 10 from the field, 1 of 4 from three-point range, 17 points, 2 assists, 3 steals, 5 rebounds. Uh, Who else is noteworthy? Bruce Brown, 31 minutes, 5 of 8 from the field, 1 of 2 from three-point range. Uh, He had 12 points in this one. And the last guy that I'll mention to you, Agbaji, who came over, in the deal with Kelly Olenek from Utah. 18 minutes in this one, only one of eight from the field, but I'm still interested in kind of watching him play and getting to learn a little bit more about him, what he's all about. He's really cut, nice body. He looks very athletic. I want to see him kind of get acclimated into this offense. I think, first of all, the all-star break is going to be really, really good for the Raptors because these guys have barely had any time to practice yet since those guys have come over at the trade deadline, and they're going to really need some time to be together, practice, gel a little bit. Trust me, it'll go a long way, hopefully, after the All-Star break. But one other guy that I'm going to mention to you is Grady Dick. Uh, Grady Dick scored a team-high 18 points in this game in 22 minutes. He was 7-10 from the field, 4-5 from three-point range. He had two rebounds in this game. And Grady Dick has now made multiple three-point field goals in a career-high five straight games uh, from February 4th to the 12th, which matches the longest streak by a Raptors rookie since Andrea Bargnani, who had a five-game streak in 2007. Okay, he's the sixth rookie in the NBA this season to make multiple threes in five straight games, joining Victor Wembanyama, Brandon Miller, Jordan Hawkins, Cam Whitmore, and Chet Holgram. Okay, so at least one at least one positive that is coming out of these last week or two is seeing the progression of one Grady Dick. He's making shots, which is the thing that is going to kill him the most. It's a make-or-miss league, and we all know that Grady Dick was brought here to make shots. He was brought here to make shots. He's supposed to be a guy who can make three-point shots in your rotation. If he's not making shots, I'm not going to call him useless because he can do some other things, but what you want from him the most is his ability to make threes. Now, obviously, he has to be able to play defensive as well, right? And one thing you have to understand is 
Grady Dick has been able to take a few charges, which I like. He's showing effort on the defensive end. He's, he gets called for, you know, some weak fouls here and there, but he's showing effort on the defensive end. I'm hoping he keeps this up because it's really the only way he's going to continue to actually be in the lineup. He will have to play some type of defense. He does have to stay in the weight room. That was a big thing about Grady Dick and why he wasn't playing. His body is just not big, phys- not big enough, but he's not physically strong enough. There's a difference between being big and physically strong, right? He has to get physically stronger to take those bumps, those bangs, trying to get to the basket on the defensive end as well. If there is a mismatch, they will try to take advantage of him. He has to be able to have enough strength to combat those type of situations. He'll be in them a lot. He'll be in them a lot because the position that he's going to be guarding, dudes are big and strong there on the perimeter now. Ain't no small dudes walking around the NBA. And even if they are, a lot of them are still physically tough, right? So he's got to be in that weight room constantly, getting stronger day by day, right? But at the end of the day, his shot selection is better. He's making his shots. He looks more confident. He's more calm and under control. It's good to see. It's good to see because what is the season about and what have we talked about? These last couple months is just all about development from here on out. And the core of this team is quickly Barnes Barrett. But Grady Dick is also a guy you're going to have to look at and keep an eye on to see how much is he going to improve. Because out of all the names that I just mentioned, he has the most growing to do. Just a young cat. Ain't like no nobody's given up on the dude. He's a young dude. Obviously, he can play. When I see him play, seeing the way he does, he looks like a basketball player. Not all there yet, but he looks like a basketball player. If you look at some of the fine details during the game and things that he's doing during the game, he can play, but he's trying to put it together. Give him some slack. He's improving. Hasn't been a full season yet, but just keep your eye on him going forward. One more thing I got to mention here, folks. What the hell is going on with Chris Boucher? What is going on with Chris Boucher? We have not seen him in games now. Ain't nothing wrong with him. He's warming up. He's giving me dap before the game. Still got a smile on his face. He ain't injured. Like, what... What is happening? Where is he? Where is he? This is completely BS. This is shame. Shame for the referees, shame for the league to allow this. I mean, I would like to see another big in there with some energy. Somebody who's capable of getting offensive rebounds. Somebody who's capable of busting his ass, getting up the court, blocking some shots, giving some energy to the dudes he'd be playing around. Where is Chris Boucher and why is he not playing? Well, let's listen to Darko Ryakovich. And it's not just me taking notice to this. When I was in that arena watching the game against the San Antonio Spurs, 
there was a brief moment in time where the crowd started chanting, we want Boucher. We want Boucher. So I want to know where the hell he is and why he's not playing. Did something happen behind the scenes? I mean, I don't know. I don't know. I I might have to find out because I don't understand what's going on. But let's listen to what is going on with Chris Boucher because this question was asked to uh, Coach Darko Ryakovic after the game. What's the role for Chris Boucher on this team and, and how is he handling, I guess, you know, these DNPs right now? He is a veteran player who's been uh, around the league for a long time. Uh, he needs to stay ready, continue practicing, and uh, staying in, uh, in uh, best shape possible. And when his numbers are called, uh, be ready to, to compete and play. So pretty much Darko Ryakovic said absolutely nothing there. Absolutely nothing. He needs to stay ready. So when his number is called, he has to be ready to play. It, it, it didn't say anything. Didn't see anything. He might as well have just said, next question. Because we got absolutely nothing for that. And I want you to keep your eye on that situation. Because, I'm, I mean, I, I, I just don't understand. Are they saying, listen, you're just not in our future plans. So the hell with you. We're just going to play the guys who could still be here next season. We're just going to do that instead. I mean, damn. I, I don't like that for Chris Boucher. He's passionate about the game. Always has a good attitude, like I've mentioned. And I think he deserves a straight-up and honest answer. Now, maybe he has that straight-up and honest answer behind closed doors. But, I mean, you're just going to tell us that, you know, he's a veteran. Uh, he just needs to be ready to play when his number's called. I mean, obviously, he doesn't have a damn choice, does he? But, I, I mean, okay, whatever. Whatever the hell that means. But let's move on before I finish up this podcast, okay? Last thing that needs to be discussed here. I mentioned to you that Scotty Barnes did not play a very good game against the San Antonio Spurs, right? 30 minutes, 3 of 15 from the field, 1 of 3 from three-point range. But he had nine rebounds, he had nine assists, he had steal and a block. He was a minus six overall in the game. And he had seven points. So let's see what Darko Ryakovic had to say. And listen to two questions in here. I'm going to talk about the second one in a little bit. Here we go. How do you judge this game from Scotty Barnes? Um, I thought uh, that he blended in in the performance of a whole team, and that was uh, that was not the standard that we expect. He was uh, shown on the broadcast going back to the locker with like 10 seconds left. Would you chalk that up to frustration or maybe a potential learning opportunity for a young player that's supposed to show some more leadership? It is uh, definitely a learning opportunity for for uh, all the players on the team, uh, from young guys to to all the vets, and uh, this is this is not the performance that we want to have. This that uh, competitive spirit that we want to have. So everybody's got to look in the mirror and figure out uh, uh, what we need to do. Okay, now the second question: Scotty Barnes 
leaves the bench, heads back to the locker room before the game has even concluded. So he comes out there, he plays like crap, which is fine, which is fine. Scotty Barnes is an all-star. He plays well pretty much on a night-to-night basis, averages some really good numbers in the league. Let me read some stuff to you on Scotty Barnes, by the way. So he's going to be representing the Raptors uh, at the All-Star game, right? Now, Barnes, second youngest player and ninth overall player in franchise history to be selected through 54 games played this season. Barnes joins Giannis Atenacumpo as the only players in the NBA to total 1,000-plus points, 400-plus rebounds, 300-plus assists, 50-plus blocks, and 50-plus steals. They join LeBron James, Kevin Garnett, Scottie Pippen, and Larry Bird as the only players since 1972-1973 to record such totals through the first 54 games of the season. That's big-time stuff. It's big-time stuff, but, but here's the problem that I have with Scotty Barnes. I won't talk about anybody else, but it seemed to be a point of reference across social media. Scotty Barnes walks away from the rest of his team after playing like crap and getting the the clamps put on him by Jeremy Soshan. Sorry, Soshan. I'm butchering your name, Jeremy. I'm sorry, man. You can't do that. You can't leave the bench early and go back to the damn locker room and leave your team out there when you were the one who just played like crap. Listen, I like Scotty Barnes. He's a damn good player. He's one of the the bright youngsters in the NBA. And he's going to be a damn good player in the NBA going forward. But you can't do this. And I'm seeing a pattern here. Crying to the referees after every damn call. Sulking. Not getting his ass back on defense at times. And now you're walking back to the locker room before the end of the game while everybody else is still out there? You haven't accomplished anything yet in the NBA. Nobody owes you anything. You've done nothing yet. You're a good player. You're a good player. But you've accomplished nothing. You've won 19 games. You've played 54. You need to cut that crap out. Don't You can't get out of line like that. Nah, that ain't going to fly. What's happening over here during whole season? I've been holding you back. It's a complete crap. That ain't going to fly, man. Uh, the locker room? How do you do that? How do you do that? What the hell is going on? Nah. And I like this dude a lot. He's a young cat. He's in his third season. And like Ryakovich said, it is a learning moment for Scotty Barnes. So he's going to get a pass on this one.
He's going to get a pass on this one. But he better cut that crap out. That ain't going to fly in this city. That ain't going to fly in this city. Now, he ain't the only player who's ever done that. But when Siakam did it, we gave him flack for it. Why can't we give flack to Scotty Barnes? Like I said, we'll give him a pass. But damn it, we're seeing some patterns that we don't like. I'll speak for myself that I don't like. And that whining and bitching and complaining that we're always doing on the court to the officials, not getting back on defense at times. Come on, dude. You're way too good for that. You're way too good for that. I hope. Folks, Wednesday night, the Toronto Raptors go up against Pascal Siakam and the Indiana Pacers. Looking forward to seeing the matchup, Scotty Barnes versus Pascal Siakam. At Micro7 on IG, at Micro23 on X. Make sure you follow, like, subscribe, share, rate, Everything the Mike Roach Podcast. I'm on Apple. I'm on Spotify. I am on Google. And folks, just a couple more days and we will be, I said we will be at All-Star Weekend in Indiana. So folks, this is the Mike Roach Podcast. I will be back again soon. You've been listening to the Mike Roach Podcast. Where storytelling, sports, and keeping it real are the only ways to live by. We hope you've gotten some valuable and practical information from the show. Link up with us on Instagram at microach 7 where you can view images of the content on this program. We're on Facebook, Apple Podcast, Spotify, and wherever you get your podcasts. Have a wonderful day, and thank you for listening. Until next week. 